This the remix. I think we've seen a healthy, uh, a healthy, healthy dose of honestly both. Um, you know, um, look, I don't think any defensive coordinator or coach anymore just stays in one thing, you know, for too long because I think if that happens. You know, uh, hopefully, you know, you're good enough to adjust to it and make some plays. Um, but we've seen a lot of different things, you know, and, and uh, certainly, um, you know, players that are producing at a high rate, uh, they get a lot of attention. And so uh, there's a lot of different ways to do that. I'd say every week we've we've probably seen a different, you know, stab at that. Um, and, and we're doing the same thing on defense. You know, we're trying to figure out how do, how do we slow down you know, Allen and Williams and Eckler and Herbert and those kind of things. So it's a great challenge every week. Um, I think our players are really uh, learning how that works, you know, and, and they try to take this away and we kind of try to do this. And then they take this away and we got to try to do something else, you know. So there's a game within the game. Uh, sometimes it doesn't declare until the game is, you know, a quarter, quarter and a half into it. And then you kind of figure out kind of what, what the plan is uh, that you're going to see all day. And, um, we got smart guys. Those two guys you just mentioned, uh, they're very adept at understanding the way the game is going and how that presents opportunities for themselves. Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios, this is the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff. I need to give you an incredible stat. So Belgium just got eliminated. Uh, they did not score a goal against Croatia. Romelu Lukaku. All by himself, five shots, 2.1 expected goals. And did not score. All by himself. Belgium as a team had 3.4 expected goals in that game and did not score. Lukaku, individually, 2.1 expected goals and did not score a goal. Unbelievable choke job by Belgium not to score. All they needed was one goal, and they win that game and get out of the group. And get out of the group. And they couldn't do it despite having... Terrific chances. That's the type of stuff that, like, the United States uh, could have been in danger of happening to because we don't have great strikers where it's like we've got a whole bunch of chances and they just can't score. Fortunately for our strikers and unfortunately for us, we just don't create that many chances. So now that should be a tiebreaker. <laughs> expected goals? Yes, that should be a tiebreaker. Do you know how great expected goals would be as a tiebreaker? People would be Better so than the curious. yellow cards. Would it? Are you sure? People will be so People mad. People hate <laughs> fancy stats. At least yellow cards. We know exactly what they are. We we know they're official. Yeah. Oh, expected goals. I would be on board. I'd love that. You'd love that. But I'd but people would hate it. Oh, that great great conversation. All right. Uh, to get back into the Raiders, Ed, you were in Seattle for this one. Uh, they've now won back to back games in overtime to get to four and seven. They are still three games back of the final wild card spot in the AFC. The Jets and the Bengals are both seven and four and not leading their division at the moment. These last two wins to get to four and seven. Do you believe they mean anything? Like, are these games that we're going to look back at and say, oh, those meant something. That's going to be the Raiders getting to the postseason. Those overtime wins were big or at least in the chase for the postseason or is this going to be just two middle-of-the-season wins that don't mean much because they are not even getting back into this playoff I mean, their race. playoff spot, their playoff odds right now are still 6%. Yeah. So I don't know if these games are going to mean anything. They're not going to mean anything to me because I still think they're going 8-9 and nine or 9-8. Nine and eight. I don't think they're going 10-7. and seven. And even at 10-7, and seven, it's not a guarantee. Technically, I think 9-8 and eight 
there'd be a possibility. Um, 10 and seven, you'd have a really good shot to get into the postseason, but 10 and seven means you cannot lose again. The right. rest of yeah, the season. You're winning out, right? You've got to win six more after winning two straight, uh, nine. I mean, nine and eight, you can only lose one the rest of the way. And by the way, they play the chiefs, um, and the 49ers, right? So it's still very, very unlikely. Um, but nine and eight and the jets go two and four the rest of the way. Yeah. Like, it doesn't seem crazy that the Jets would fall out. Um, the I will say the other issue is that New England and the Chargers are between the Raiders in the last right. playoff spot. So not only would you have to catch three games on the Jets, you'd, you'd have also to let those, have to, uh, those others would have to fall off. Right. And now they play the Chargers this could, weekend. And they, so play they the, can, and they play the Patriots. Right. So they can make up on those teams. But even if they beat the Chargers this weekend, they're still behind them in the standing. Right. So that's why it's even more unlikely. Like, I could, I mean, I don't think the Raiders are winning out or only uh, losing once the rest of the way. But I could see the Jets falling off the face of the earth and the Raiders catching the Jets. The problem is they then have to catch the Chargers and the Patriots to get in the postseason. I just don't think that's happening. And ultimately, I think this is like eight and nine at the best, seven and ten maybe most likely. I think that's probably their most uh, best, most projected record right now is seven and ten. I think that's ultimately where they fall, and we just look back and say, all right. Those... All right go pick 14th in the draft. Exactly. Those wins were uh, fun, but ultimately hurt you a little bit. Right now, they fall in the ninth was where they would pick yeah, in the NFL it's draft. still top 10, but it's close. And by the way, walk-off overtime wins. <sighs> so close to losing those, too. Like I Well, know... they first one-score games. They were 0-6 to start yeah. the year. Yeah, but you're going to listen. You're going to look back when they're picking 13th. And you're going to be like, wow, huh? Josh Jacobs just kind of goes down at the 50-yard line. <laughs> maybe they're picking Maybe right. they're picking eighth. That's right. And if Devontae Adams just drops that touchdown pass against Denver, maybe it's a top yeah. five pick. I think they're going to regret those wins. But at least they get to feel nice about it. Let's get to eight. Did you bet on it? Oh, no. Of course. Oh, no. Okay. The I thought you just bump. predicted the fist bump. No, I, I bet on them to finish with eight wins. Okay. Exactly. Exactly eight What's wins. What's wrong with you? Uh, I mean, a lot, but that's a different <laughs> conversation. <laughs> Did you see uh, Josh Jacobs' Nickelodeon trophy? Yes. He should have got cool. slimed. He had a huge bucket in his locker yesterday, which I have to think included some slime in it. I don't know I what else so. you put in a Nickelodeon bucket other than the slime. SpongeBob? I don't know. It was huge. It was a huge bucket with the trophy. That's right. Big, That's, big, big day for Josh. That'd be like my favorite thing to win. Yeah, he, he looked very like happy with it. Had the yeah. trophy and everything. He was taking pictures, smiling. Super Bowl, MVP, Nickelodeon Player of the Nickelodeon Week, or whatever it week. was. I don't even know what it was, but Nickelodeon Player. Or when they put the game on Nickelodeon and they give him the little Nickelodeon MVP, the MVP. Yes. That's a great trophy, too. Mitch Trubisky won that once. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, <laughs> famous MVP. And then Thanksgiving Day turkey leg. Oh, the, I think Dak got that this year. Uh, did you see when the Vikings won? Justin, It was Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins, and Justin Jefferson was like, oh, I can't eat that until I take my grill out. Did he say that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They were like, here's a turkey leg. And he's like, ah, I got to take my grill out before I can eat that. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the key for anybody in the future. Play with a grill in every game. It's shiny. It's awesome. Just smile at the camera when you do something yes. cool. Except on Thanksgiving, you got you can't play with it. 
What happens right. if you win MVP? You don't get to eat you the turkey You don't get to leg. eat the turkey leg. That's a massive disappointment, right? Like, you've got it. Kirk Cousins ate it. You've got it. You're right there, and you don't get to have it. So if you play on Thanksgiving, that's the one game a year you got to do without the grill. That way you can eat the turkey leg afterwards. And I think Kirk Cousins said he's going to get a grill, too. He, like, called his dentist or something and was like, can we make this happen? <laughs> Imagine being a dentist. Well, and- after taking the shirt off and putting the chains and stuff on in the airplane, I'm not surprised. Imagine being a dentist and Kirk Cousins calls up and is like, can you do a grill? <laughs> Imagine how ridiculous that's going to be when he first gets it and then wins right after. And we get all these videos. Uh, He's going to get it before the playoffs, and they're going to lose by 50 in the playoffs. But will he wear it on the ride home? I feel like I've never had one. I feel like they're a little bit of a hassle to take off. I don't think they're just Invisalign and you pop them out like a mouthpiece. That's what I thought they were. I thought you just pop it in, pop it out. So Justin Jefferson would have taken his off and eaten the turkey leg, right? But if it's that much work to put on, uh, I don't know worth it i don't know i've never had one but justin jefferson was like oh i got my i assume if he could just pop it off he would have popped it off and eaten the turkey, and eaten leg, the turkey right? leg yeah if it was that easy to put on and off i don't know i mean if it attaches to like your teeth or something and you're playing with that <laughs> you're keep it in yeah can't have, yeah but imagine, imagine you get popped and your mouthpiece and your grill <laughs> goes flying yeah um, can't have that how many plays do they go per game and not put in their mouthpiece if he got one good hit and just broke all of his teeth because of his grill that is one thing when i watch football games and i see somebody as the play starts they don't have their mouth yeah it's hanging down off the helmet i'm like oh that's a that's bad that's a a bad bad idea you gotta put that thing on there was somebody this weekend i forget who it was it might have even been monday night football he had a mouthpiece hanging down and then had a different mouthpiece in his mouth oh yeah it's an accessory yeah 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 it's an accessory have it hanging down why have two it's an accessory yeah (laughs) Yeah. you gotta have it i can't remember uh i can't remember what quarterback it was never took it out of his helmet he had it jammed in his face mask helmet. and would ne- never wore it. It was just in his face mask and would never actually put it in his mouth before the play uh, was snapped. <laughs> Crazy, it, man. It, it, seriously, like every time I see a replay or just before a snap and you they clearly don't have it in, I'm like, right. ooh, it's yeah. might end poorly for them. Because that's like, I they play through a lot of pain, but I feel like if you actually hurt your teeth. Or bit your tongue. That's like one where you're like, all right, I need to take a break here, and this is going to be a little bit hard for me to get back in the game because my teeth hurt. Yeah, the biting of the tongue. The is biting the worst of the tongue thing. if you get blown up. Oh, oh, that'd be bad. And it's and it's so avoidable. Yeah, right. It's just where it's like when we Put talk about in. the um, the cue collars that might right. help prevent or apparently do help prevent concussions. Yeah, and and not every player in the league wears them. And as far as I know, they're they're effective. Like wear it like why wouldn't you wear right. it that was the thing who was not wearing one who probably should be the one person with one on why is he should be wearing yeah. four i don't know if they're cumulative in effect but <laughs> why is Tua not wearing this cue collar thing i feel like if i'm the dolphins i'm like all right listen to we just found out about this thing but you're putting it on yeah you know, we, bought, we bought a we bought a caseload they're by your locker you're wearing it 24 7 yeah <laughs> You're sleeping in it. Yeah, you're not taking this thing off. He's, I don't. I don't want you having a bad dream and accidentally like hitting your head on your on the, headboard on the, t- on the table next right. to your bed. He's and, the new bubble boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Costanza. Tua should be wearing this thing twenty four seven. I'm like, dude, if they're effective, and again, caveat here, 
maybe they're not that effective. Maybe it's just, I know we read the one story that about how effective they're being promoted. Maybe they're not. Maybe it's like, ah, we don't know. Maybe they don't do anything at all. But if they're as effective as they're being promoted, every player in the league yeah. should be wearing these things. I mean, I, and I can't, I can't imagine what the downside is, right? That's the other part of this. This isn't like, well, you're right. You're right. But these guys are really, they get really weird about what they put on. And Justin and, Jefferson's I mean, playing with a grill. Yeah. Put the damn cute collar I mean, on. I, I, I agree with you, but you always hear these guys like they want the least amount of stuff on them because they think it affects their play. I agree with you though. They're playing a they sport with do. shoulder pads and a helmet on. There's, it's like it's and like necklaces. wide receivers. Their shoulder pads are down to like what, an inch in, an inch in thickness. Oh, they're barely even there. They barely yeah. have shoulder pads on. Punters get in trouble because they don't have the knee pads in their, <laughs> exactly. in their shorts or whatever. Or no, it was the knee pad was above the knee. Yeah, or it was on like the that. thigh. It was on yeah. the, it it was on the thigh. Down. Right. Yeah, it was on the thigh. Put the damn cue collar on. It might save your life. You. Like, that's not even like, oh, it'll just prevent you from having a football. No, I'm with you. It might save your life. Put the cue collar on. Come on. That's easy. Especially with Tua. Yeah. Again, Tua should be wearing a 24-7. Things should be on all the time. Think Josh Jacobs plays this week? Yes. I think so, too. Coming up next, I'm going to convince Danny to bet on the United States to beat the Netherlands. Bischoff's Briefs. I wanted you to see these player evaluations that you asked me to do. Bischoff's Briefs. I asked you to do three. Yeah. Bischoff's Briefs. To evaluate three players. Yeah. How many did you do? Bischoff's Briefs. 47. Okay. Actually, 51. I don't know why I lied just then. First off, before I convince you all that the United States is going to beat Netherlands, I did want to read this. In the last two years, the Mexican uh, Soccer Federation lost the Nations League final to the United States, lost the Gold Cup final to the United States, failed to qualify for the under-20 World Cup, failed to qualify for the Olympics, and got knocked out of the group stage for the first time since the 70s. Horrific two years of Mexican soccer. No wonder that guy resigned after his contract was up. (laughs) And it couldn't be better. Uh, Tata Martino should probably have been fired last year when we beat them in the Gold Cup. We beat them in the Gold Cup with a mostly MLS roster. And, uh, yeah, he probably should have been fired then. They kept him around, and now they're out of the World Cup in the group stage for the first time in seven World Cups. Now, the United States plays the Netherlands on Saturday. Uh, Danny? Do you already have a plan on what you're betting for this game? Uh, I do not, but right. I briefly mentioned in the break that I might take a tie for the first 90 minutes. So I'm going to try to convince you to bet on the United States to advance. Uh, I believe I'm actually going convince you, to convince you to bet on something else. We'll see if you pick up on that. Ed, do you think the Netherlands is going to win? I believe the Netherlands are going to win. All right, you're the worst. So, yes. 7 a.m. on Saturday. <laughs> The United States will play the Netherlands round of 16. Um, First off, the United States, uh, the farthest they've been in the World Cup, actually, the farthest they've been in the World Cup, they finished third in like 1930 or something like that. That doesn't count. We're throwing that out. There were like seven countries in the world then. Um, But ignoring that, the farthest they've been in the World Cup, they did make the quarterfinals in 2002. Uh, We beat Mexico in the round of 16 that year, by the way. Uh, Excellent work there. So... Outside of that, we've never won a round of 16 game. 
Uh, we usually get out of the group. Obviously, we didn't make the last World Cup, but we usually get out of the group. The last two times we've been in the round of 16, we lost to Ghana and we lost to Belgium, both by 2-1 scores. Brutal. So this is usually our ceiling, unless we play Mexico. This is usually our ceiling. But here's why we're going to beat the Netherlands. What is the United States great at? I don't know. We we don't give up goals. Come on. Come on. Pay attention. Let's go. We've given up one goal in three games. Danny, this is you betting. And it was a PK. Yeah, right? I I didn't bet any of the U.S. games. He's oh. an idiot. Um, right. England scored nine goals against Wales and Iran. England scored zero goals against us. Yes. Uh, we're very good at defending. It's what we've been good at under Greg Berhalter pretty much his entire tenure. When we won the Gold Cup, we won the Gold Cup because we did not give up goals. Right? We struggled to score in the Gold Cup, but we did not give up goals. We're playing the Netherlands. So, if you just look, the Netherlands this in this World Cup, they beat Senegal 2-0, they drew with Ecuador 1-1, and they beat Qatar 2-0. That's five goals in three games. That's pretty good. But, when they played Senegal, they only had three shots on goal, and their expected goals was 0.67. When they played Ecuador, they had one shot on goal. Their expected goals was 0.1. They did blow out Qatar. They had four shots on goal. Their expected goals was 1.6. But in three games, Netherlands' expected goals is 2.37. They've scored five. They are vastly outperforming their expectation based on shot quality and shot quantity. Now, maybe that continues. Maybe the Netherlands only gets two chances against us, and they score one of them, and we lose because of it. But more likely, the math is going to catch up to the Netherlands. And they'll probably get a couple of good chances on us, right? They're they're better than us at soccer, but so is England, and England sucked. England, what, Harry Kane had one header that he put wide, and that was really their only good chance. I believe the Netherlands have a couple of good chances against us. Maybe they score them. Gakpo scored in every game despite only having like three shots or something stupid like that. I don't think the Netherlands is going to have a bunch of chances against us. Maybe if we take an early lead and they're like, oh, we got to go. But if it's as long as it's tied... I don't think they're going to have many chances. And if we take an early lead, we take a damn early lead, and we've got a really good chance to win the game. The United States, however, is obviously not an offensive juggernaut, right? We don't, we haven't, we're struggling to score. It's an issue here. Um, But despite playing a team that's better than us, Netherlands is not like overwhelming. Like when we play Argentina, Argentina might overwhelm us in the quarterfinal. They overwhelmed Poland yesterday. It was like 15 nothing. Completely dominated. It was insane. But that's not the Netherlands. The Netherlands is not that team. They have struggled to create. They have been fine scoring, but it's basically they've scored on every good opportunity they've had, which does not continue. They struggle to create. We don't give anything up. My guess is that there is a maximum of three goals in this game. My guess is that maybe it is 1-1 after 90 minutes and somebody scores in extra time to win the game 2-1. Um, but I can't see more than three goals in this game. I actually think it's going to end up being one nothing, and it's going to be the United States that so that goal. if you're the U.S., you do not change how you play against them. Absolutely not. Not a chance. Until you're down. Yeah, we are. I mean, here's the thing. Down. We, first half against Wales, first half against Iran, I, honestly the first like 50, 60 minutes against Iran, and pretty much the entire game against England. England was a little bit better than us in the last, like, 10, 15 minutes, but almost the entire game against England. We've, we've dominated possession. 
and dominated the chances, right? Wales was better than us in the second half of that game. They were losing, though. That's generally going to happen in soccer. Iran was, you know, better than us in the second half, but that's because we sat back to defend the lead, right? That was kind of by default. And Iran didn't even have, they had one good chance there at the very end. Right. And that was it. Like, even when we've played, we've had the ball and we've created some chances. We just can't score. So, like, I think we'll probably have the ball quite a bit against the Netherlands here. I don't think we're that far behind the Netherlands that we can't have the ball. And if we do score... We probably absolutely will sit back and try to defend right. it and, and win that way one nothing. which, again, we did give up a PK to Wales, but it was fine against Wales until then, and then it was good against Iran, too. We gave up one decent chance. So that's my expectation. Not a lot of chances, not a lot of goals. We shouldn't get blown out, and there's a, it's a one nothing final, and we're the ones that score. Did I convince you to bet on the U.S., Danny? Danny, what are the numbers right now? So right now... Um... Let me see if I can. Oh, okay. So. Has it moved at all? Well, so for right now on um, William Hill, all I can do is bet the um, first 90. I right. can't actually bet to move on. So here, here's what happens in soccer oh, yeah. betting. Actually, they did put up their props. Yeah. So here's what happens in soccer betting when you get into um, knockout games that'll go to extra time. When you have to have a winner. They'll let you bet on just who's who wins in 90 minutes. You can bet U.S., Netherlands, or a draw in 90 minutes. And then there's a separate bet of just which team advances. Yeah, so it's which very team ultimately stupid. wins. Right. So the, uh, the U.S. has actually gone down since we talked about it yesterday. And since I've been talking about it right now, obviously. I think we talked yesterday. It was like around 220. Yeah. It's now at plus 190 for the U.S. to advance and minus 220 for Netherlands. Obviously, William Hill is listening to me convince everybody yeah. that and then, the U.S. Uh, is going to win. If you take just <laughs> the first 90 minutes, it's uh, U.S. is plus 310 to win. Netherlands is minus 104. Draws plus 230. Yeah. Um, did you pick up on what you should actually bet from this game? The under? Yes. What is the? Is it one and a half? No, it's two and a half. Oh, my oh, God. Wow. Free under, money. The under is minus 160. The over is uh, two, uh, plus 140. Free money. But the that's, only... that's 90. You oh, even you more can't free do money. The whole game. Even more free money. The only way there's three goals is if it's 1 1 going into extra time. Do both teams score? No, I just told you it's going to be 1 0. United States wins. All right, well. It's possible, though. Both teams, a uh, no on both teams to score is minus 130. If we score too early, which is a funny thing to say out loud, if we score in like the 12th minute, We'll, we'll probably give up a goal because then it'll be like 80 minutes of the Netherlands just dominating us. Just coming out of you. Yeah. So hopefully we play well, score in the 85th minute and right. win the game that way. Right now, U.S.'s, um, US's goal total is a half. The over is minus 155. The under is plus 135. Are you telling me Netherlands' goal total is one and a half? Netherlands' goal total is one and a half. Brutal. Wow. Yeah, we're going to win. Get out of here, William Hill. I don't want to hear it anymore. Are you gonna bet the under? They sponsor. <laughs> you could you could bet it if it's gonna be decided by penalties. <sighs> yes is five to one. I think it's a good game to 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 take that bet in. I do think it's a good game to take that bet in. I don't think it does though. I think if we get to extra time, somebody scores. Well, Memphis to pay score. 
No, the United States is winning one nothing. If you ask me, if any of the right, Dutch players scoring, are going to score, who's scoring for the U.S.? It's a good question. That's a good question. The I'll go. I'll go. Brendan Aronson. Okay, the options on here are Pulisic, Way, and McKinney. No, Brendan Aronson. Maybe Zimmerman off of off a corner. All right. Well, Weston McKinney's plus seven fifty. He might score off a corner too. He's short and still somehow gets his head to a lot of balls. It's very confusing. Pulisic's plus three eighty, and Timothy Way is plus four fifty. But not even play. Oh, he's playing. He already said he's playing. I mean, he said he's playing. You get you. Joe Burrow him. six days ago said, "Oh, Jamar Chase is playing." He didn't play. Would you tell? Would you tell a NFL player who has a bruise on his abdomen that he can't play in the Super Bowl? It's no. not the Super Bowl. It's the round of 16. And guess what? Brendan Aronson might be better. It's the one position we're fine at. If Pulisic doesn't play, we can still be good to go. All right. Coming up next, J.R. Starkus joins the show. Ready for the weekend? It's like I picked the wrong week to quit drinking. Let's find out what's on tap with J.R. Starkus. Champagne. Perfume going in. Sewage coming out. Southern Glaze Wine Spirits in Nevada. He's our extreme mixologist. Follow him on Twitter at JR Starkus. He's director of business development over there. Couldn't come in live today. Uh, that's a shame. Yeah. Miss you, buddy. <laughs> next week, buddy. Next week, buddy. Next week? You watching yeah, soccer over week. there? Or are you actually in meetings and you lied to us? No, no. I, actually, I, I, would lo- I haven't watched a single minute of soccer yet. Um, uh, but uh, I did hear Tyler's wait, update this wait. morning with Morocco uh winning and so i text a buddy of mine who happens to be one of the owners of uh barry's downtown who loves morocco and their soccer so i text him go morocco and uh, he was he was thrilled he was thrilled that i text him this morning uh, because i know I, they're these guys they work late you know and um, there are very few things that they'll wake up early for and morocco soccer is certainly one of them so i knew he'd be awake this morning go right, morocco that's right you're welcome yep. uh, for keeping you updated, Jr. So you could you. send that text. That'll help you in the future. Uh, when you say you haven't watched a minute, does that mean today or the whole tournament? The entire tournament. I have not watched any. I don't know. I have. I, I was at. <laughs> I was at lunch the other day, and they had the soccer game on the television and the distance. So I tried to catch it, and then I looked up, and it, it's. It was USA winning, so I was like, "Oh, okay, I guess we won that game." But that's I have no no idea what's going on other than that. I hope to catch a game. I would love to catch a game um, because I, I do enjoy this tournament, but I just haven't had well, an opportunity. To watch. You get up at two in the morning, so their next game, which I believe starts at seven our time, you'll be fine with. Oh yeah, I want, the early games. It's not. It's not a matter of the games being on too early. That's not an issue. What, what whatsoever, I, I can catch all that stuff. It's just. I just haven't uh, had the time right now or made the time, I guess, is a better way to say it. Go to a lunch meeting at 11 a.m. when the U.S. is playing with the TV in front of you. <laughs> but, I mean, if I went to a lunch meeting with – no, that's a, bad, that's a bad analogy. I was going to say, if I went to a lunch meeting with you, would you, you probably wouldn't want my attention on something else, but you wouldn't care, so bad analogy. Just go with the Moroccan I, guy. He'll be fine. He'll watch it with true. you. That's that's for sure. He would definitely go with me, and he would definitely watch. And and the beauty of, of of going to lunch with a bunch of guys is that, like, you don't have to talk to each other, and nobody cares. That's the beauty of yes. it. You know, yes, like you can all just stare at the television that's and true. drink and eat whatever you want, and never say a word the entire day. Adam and I were at lunch yesterday. I think we were both on our phones for twenty six straight yeah. minutes, and I don't know if we said one thing to each other. <laughs> and, and nobody and nobody left the lunch with like, no. oh, I can't believe you. Like, why did you even oh, bother no. taking me? Yeah, no, no, no. So we got in the car. I don't know if we talked then. Wait, we learned <laughs> earlier that you had Chick-fil-A and Adam had a Greek Greek place. South, yes. Who took 
I took the Chick-fil-A. You took the Chick-fil-A into, into the, Greek, the Greek place. Sat down right. and he had the salad. Did you have any reservations about doing that? Yes. I actually asked Adam. <laughs> he goes, they're not going to care because I'm I'm buying food. Right. I did I did get a few dirty looks from the people behind the counter. Yeah. Oh, so there is a sandwich place that my fiance likes a lot. It's fine. I don't like it that much, but I'll eat there. It's right next to a pizza place. And when we go, I go and get two slices of pizza, pizza. and then take it into the sandwich place right. and eat the pizza there. Because she's there eating her yeah. sandwich. She also buys me a drink from the sandwich place. Okay. So I'm a customer of the sandwich place, yeah. too, while I get grease all over their uh, tables. And they don't say anything <laughs> to you. No, they no. don't. This, this actually could be you know, a great fantasy football punishment. Uh, if you think about it, like the, the punishment for the loser is you have to buy lunch at, at you know, a specified amount of times, whatever. You have to buy lunch and you have to take that lunch in said <laughs> bags and bring it to another restaurant and set up front and center so everybody can see you eating. Don't, don't go to the counter. No, there's no nothing. You have to go to that restaurant and eat somebody else's food in the middle of that restaurant while making a stink of like how great the food is, you know. You and, got- and so everybody's looking at you with like a pizza box and you're at the Chick-fil-A or the, you know, whatever other <laughs> restaurant. But you're talking about the pizza. Clearly not what they're serving there. It's that, that's, the, that's the punishment. That's a great one. You got to do it for rival food places. Like yeah, take yeah. a burger oh, yeah. into a McDonald's. Yes, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, or take a Popeye's chicken sandwich into Chick Fil A or something, and then just make a deal. Like, oh my God, this sandwich is so good. Have you ever had it? You know, and just yeah, and open it up, make a big ruffle of a bag, the whole deal. This is not a bad idea. I I agree. This is a good fantasy football punishment because Ed obviously would have some reservations about it because he didn't want to take Chick Fil A into yeah, the Greek I was, place. I, I didn't want to take it. I felt bad about the Greek place yesterday until my, I said no. My, it's not a deal. my wife won't even. My wife won't even go to like. Like, if we go to a Starbucks, use the restroom or something, she will not use the restroom unless she buys something. Oh. oh. So she, she's like, I have, to, I have to buy something. I can't just go in and use the restroom for free. I have to buy something. And I was like, really? And so every time she has to buy something, wherever she goes, if she uses their restroom for whatever reason. She's buying something. She, she has to buy something, yeah. That's her, that's her, like, rule to herself that she feels like she could never use uh, somebody's restroom for free. She has to be a patron of the place. But would she buy, like, a whole meal or something? Or, like, if she goes into a food place, will she just buy a drink to say she's a customer? Yeah, no, she would buy a drink. Like, she would buy a soda or water or at Starbucks, of course, it's like a coffee and scone or something like that. But she, every, I've never, ever seen her go into any place (laughs) without buying something from that place if she uses the restroom. Wow. All right, what are you making for us since you're not watching the World Cup? I don't know what this drink is good for. Yeah, well, it's a, uh, it's not good for anything really. But no, it's December first, so uh, it's it's that kind of like you know the holiday season. And I was I was kind of racking my brains. I'm like, all right, well, what can I do? Can I theme out this month? What can I do? And and of course, I'm going to do uh, as we get further closer to Christmas. I'll do some stuff that you could do for your Christmas holiday. But you know, I, I thought for the first drink, um, I would do a simple gin cocktail. And the reason I chose gin cocktails because when I when I taste people on gin. Um, the, the, when I, when I say, what do you taste? Everybody says Christmas tree. Like if you're not familiar with gin, the first thing you're tasting gin, a dry gin, especially, and you, everybody says it tastes like quote unquote, a Christmas tree. So I thought, okay, I'll use that to my advantage this time. And I'll do a gin cocktail, uh, a simple one for, for the holidays. Now, when you're tasting gin, that Christmas tree flavor is from juniper. 
um, and juniper is what has to legally be added to gin to call it gin. Um, and it is often the first thing that you taste in a lot of gin. It is the quality that most people actually enjoy in a gin. Um, there are a lot of great gins on the market, but for today I chose Botanist Gin, which is from Scotland. And um, is Scotland playing today or anything? Scotland I, did not make the World Cup. They, no. They're not in. Ah, damn. Okay. Uh, so forget about that. Who, who's Scotland's <laughs> you have a Belgium rival? drink going. <laughs> what did you ask, JR? Who's Scotland's rival? Uh, well, they probably think it's England, but England or probably Wales. doesn't care about Scotland because Scotland's not any good. So, all right. So, well, whoever whoever is the rival, this, they can drink this and, and despite them, whatever. I don't know. Uh, but so it's it's a. I use botanist gin, and then there's only three ingredients in this drink. There's your high quality London dry style gin. Um, there are a lot of different gin styles in the market, but you want to use something that's more juniper forward for this drink. Although originally, when this drink was created in the early 1900s, it was a um, it was an old Tom gin, which is a gin that's actually slightly sweetened. Uh, but now the drink, the drink is made with uh, dry gin. Second ingredient is chartreuse. There are several different kinds of chartreuse or colors, if you will. Um, the one that I'm using is the yellow chartreuse. Yellow is the less often seen or used chartreuse in uh, beverages. But uh, this is a uh, it's it's made by French monks. It is made. Uh, it's about it's got a hundred different 130 different herbs and spices. This particular one, the yellow chartreuse, is 80 proof where the green is 110 proof, which you often more see in cocktails. For this drink, you're going to use yellow chartreuse and then some orange bitters. The drink is simple to make. An ounce and a half of botanist gin into your mixing glass with a half of an ounce of yellow chartreuse, two dashes of orange bitters. You stir all those ingredients together with ice. You strain it into a chilled cocktail glass, um, so up, if you will, a martini glass. Garnish it with a lemon peel, and there you have a, a classic drink, actually. It, the drink is called the Alaska, and it is a, it's one of my favorite gin drinks, but also kind of a nice little segue as we work our way into the holiday season with Christmas trees and using the flavor of gin into this style of beverage. How much, what, what uh, season do you like best with the drinks? Is Christmas it? I love Christmas. I mean, you know, I, I think Christmas is a fun time to make drinks because um, less, like, people aren't generally as worried about calories. In the summertime, everybody, like, <laughs> wants, you know, like, the skinny drink because they're out by the pool and they don't want any sugar. And it just generally makes for a crappy beverage because you're not balancing anything out. And But people are just trying to, like, you know, s swallow alcohol. Um, so it, it's 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 generally, I mean, it's a fun time to make drinks because I like tiki and stuff like that, too. But in the summertime, more people are worried about like, oh, can, how much sugar is in it? I want to be, you know, I'm trying to be skinny for the pool. In the wintertime, like eggnog, people are drinking drinks with eggs and sugar and all kinds of stuff. And I love it because that those drinks are great. People love those things. They imbibe. So it's easier to make drinks in the wintertime because people are less consumed or concerned with the calories they take in. Is there a famous or popular drink that originated in the Netherlands? Uh, well, I mean, you could, in the Netherlands... I mean, you could say it would be something like maybe like a long drink or something like that, but uh, which is kind of like a pre-made drink. Um, that's all right. Uh, good. They suck that. at alcohol. They suck at soccer. We're yeah. beating them in both. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, they, they, they're good at snow, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. He is Jr. Stark at Southern Glazers Wine and Spirits, our extreme mixologist. Jr. 
Go watch some soccer. Come on. What are you doing? Thanks for joining us. I'll see you next week, fellas. Thanks, Joe. Who's not watched a minute of this? Well, he did say he saw it on television. That doesn't count. He saw it on television. He He was was like like, at lunch, lunch, had to crane his neck around a a corner to see a sliver of the TV. Might have been over because he said, oh, we won. Yeah. Unbelievable. Watch some soccer. Are you kidding me? I'm just excited for more stories about Ed walking into restaurants with the opposite food. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's fun. Had to ask Adam. What's the protocol here? And you didn't feel bad at all once Adam okayed it? No, he said it's fine, and then he went up and ordered his salad, and got a, I got a few looks. I got a few looks from behind the counter when I had the uh, chicken sandwich out with the uh, with the peppermint shake. Did you assert dominance and look him in the eye while you ate? Took a bite of your chicken? No, I kind of looked down and like uh, sheepishly took a small bite. That's great. It's phenomenal. All right, we got more tickets to give away to go see Luke Bryan. Luke Bryan uh, tickets for December. Seventh, he is out at Resorts World, has a residency, um, started yesterday, runs through December 10th, and we've got a pair of tickets for you right now. 702-364-1100. That's the phone number. Be caller 11 right now at 702-364-1100. You will win a pair of tickets to go see Luke Bryan. You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler. Ed, go home and watch the World Cup. I have to go to UNLV basketball practice. Oh, brutal. Yeah. Tell them to, 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 to put it on the video board. <laughs> at Mendenhall? Oh, they're Mendenhall. The rodeos at Thomas and Mac. That's right. Go the get the Cowboys rodeo. to put it up there. Ah, brutal. Moot, yeah, just go sit in the little upstairs part of Mendenhall. They got a TV up there. Do they? Yeah, to put it on the World Cup. It's way better that way. If I was a coach of a team... This would be hard with college kids because they got classes. But I would finals coming up. I'd be like, all right, we're moving practice because I'm watching the World Cup. Hundred percent. When would you? I mean, there's games on all day. When would you practice with those kids? Nighttime. They're they're done at the World Cup. Nighttime when they're done with their they're done with their uh, studies. Yeah, World Cup's done at one o'clock. I'd call their teachers and be like, listen, call their teachers. Not going to be in this week. (laughs) Not going to be in before finals. Finals are next week. Genuine question: How many? What percentage of? Athlete classes are online. I'm going with an extremely high percentage, like over 50%. Oh, really? Right After now, COVID. I, would, I would say probably close to 75. Yeah. I mean, I was in college. What year is it? I was in college like a decade ago. And my senior year, I had one in-person class. That, that few? Yeah. And the rest were, yeah, the rest were online. Here, here's, okay. The greatest part about being a journalism major is that the um, the amount of credits you have to have to get a journalism degree is significantly less the amount of credits the college requires you to graduate from to the graduate university. From. Yeah, exactly. So my senior year, I only had one journalism class I had to take. My last semester, I should say. I only had one journalism class I had to take to, to graduate with a journalism degree. But I had to take four just random classes. Yeah, just classes. to get your units up. Right. So I just found four online classes. <laughs> It's not bad. Not bad thinking. One of them was like about jazz. <laughs> uh, one of them was about like the history of of buildings and civilization or something like that. <laughs> that like, seems like a pretty cool class. They oh, they, I loved both of those classes. The one about jazz was great. Oh, I was I was like two classes away from getting a minor in music. <laughs> <laughs> That's how many elective music classes I took. I only took one music elective, but yeah, they they were good. Like. I, I almost took 
a Spanish class because I had taken a few Spanish classes as elective. Didn't you get your language done? And I did, I did, but I almost took one just as an elective because I could literally take whatever I wanted as long as it you wasn't your like a one hundred level class. Right. I almost, I was like, oh, I should take another Spanish class. I'll know some more Spanish. And then it was like, oh, you just read books in Spanish. And then take a test. Uh, like there's literally like no teaching no instruction. or English. It's just, here's a book. You read this many pages and then we have a test on it. And I was like, oh, no. could I do that? Would it be good for me? Probably. But I am mailing it in this semester. Yes. So I am not doing yeah, that. Yeah, that would have been tough. That would have been tough. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to remember. I was an English major, but I did have the bowling class the last oh. semester for the one unit. Like I was like... It's most, pa- pass fail. I was like most people in like you and that you had to get to a certain number. One twenty. I don't know. I don't even know what the right. Yeah, I don't even know what the number was. Right. I think that UNLV is one twenty four. Okay. My my All roommate right. took a racquetball class. Uh, hit another student in the face with the racket. <laughs> I took a, really <laughs> yes. I took my two most Still fun passed, classes. By the way, still passed. My two most fun classes was a beers class. What beer? 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 Like I've heard of those. I've the heard history of, of beer. What do you do? Oh, it's literally beer. drink beer and learn about it. I'm not yeah. even joking. And then uh, one of my other classes, the next semester, I took a uh, cooking class. All right. I should have taken a cooking class. That oh, I'm terrible helpful. at cooking, oh, okay, so it didn't work. Mind. So I... obviously the class didn't help you. No. Oh. Okay. No, you go to Chick Fil A all the time. Oh yeah. Who wouldn't? Oh, yeah. you went yesterday. But I hey the beer class time in helped forever. Me. The beers class helped. Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Ole Miss, uh, the county that did not allow selling of cold alcohol until my senior year, did not have a beer class. No. No. <laughs> I wanted to take a whiskey and fine wine class, but it was at all, the was same, it all full? It was at the same time as a law class I needed to take for my degree. So you could have been in a whiskey class and a beer class in the same semester? Oh, yeah. Because I had my law class right after my beer class, so it would have been beer and then whiskey class. So you learned nothing about the law whatsoever. Correct. So back to my original point, 75% of their classes are online. They can practice whenever.